Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Going to talk with the NFL analyst from Sports Illustrated, the appearance courtesy of BetOnline.ag. Our buddy Andy Benoit standing by. Andy, how you been? Hey, Bill. I've been I've been well. How about you? I'm doing good. I am so glad that uh, we're going to be talking about football tomorrow night. It all gets underway for real. I don't. I think there were a lot of people that thought this wouldn't even happen, and the fact that it is, even if it's going to be without fans. Uh, is is kind of a blessing, I guess, uh, for those of us, one, that do this for a living, but two, that just enjoy sports, that just enjoy the NFL. Yeah. So this is exciting right now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I, I never thought I'd be so grateful to just have the regular season simply start. But that's where we are. And, it's uh, you know, the NFL deserves a lot of credit. They have done a tremendous job handling this. Really, I, I, in my opinion, from the get-go, they've kept on schedule. They caught a break. The schedule is more favorable for them than some of the other pro sports leagues, certainly. Um, but the, the number of COVID cases is so low in the league among, amongst players, especially. It, uh, I'm sure they're thrilled. I'm sure they're going to continue to be diligent. So let's start with the Packers. And, and you and I have both discussed, uh, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love and that relationship and such. And I, I just. I look at it as, you know, I think Rodgers, I'm not expecting him to come out and set the world on fire and have a great season. Some people are. I'm just simply expecting this thing to be better in year two. Wouldn't you expect that? I would, yes. And I thought it got better as last season went along. And, you know, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers did a nice job of really acclimating to one another. I'm sure it wasn't easy. Um, but each kind of adjusted parts of themselves and, and professionally that they needed to adjust. And we saw better offense in the second half of last season. And I, I'm sure they fully expect that to continue. And what will be interesting is how much the run game factors into that equation overall. Not just the run game, but also bringing your passing concepts off of your running concepts. Because that's, that's ultimately where LaFleur wants to go with this thing. And I, I didn't feel last year that Green Bay ever fully got there into that identity. And I think we're going to see that this season unfold. Do you think the, the, the Packers, now we all know everybody wanted them to, to see them get a wide receiver. Do you think the Packers are a better team today uh, than they were last year? Or do you think they basically stayed the same? 
Well, I mean, on paper, there are a lot of parts of them that stayed the same, but we got to remember these are human beings involved and the, and the human beings change. And I think for the reason we kind of just touched on a second ago with Rogers and LaFleur being more familiar with each other now than they were, that alone would be enough for me to say this is a better team than a year ago. Uh, well, is it, whether it plays out that way or not, you know, we'll have to see, but it's a young defense as well that I think is talented in the right spots. And now you got the coach and QB marriage in a better place than a year ago. So there's reason to be optimistic for sure. Uh, I'm looking at this defense thinking, okay, what kind of help are they going to get up front? You and I talked about this at the Super Bowl, that they just didn't have the ability to stop the run. Now the coaching staff said it's gap discipline. Do we see it that same way? Well, you know, it's interesting because that coaching staff, and certainly they preach gap discipline, uh, they're they're not as stringent to that in their scheme as other teams are in terms of defending the gap. There's really the focus is on winning the battle against the man across from you. And defensive linemen, you win. Linebackers, you read off those guys and you make them right. So if your D lineman wins going to the left, linebacker, you got the gap to the right. So I guess that is gap discipline when you look at it that way. But really, it starts more than just fundamentally in terms of the geometry of it. In Green Bay's scheme, it starts with winning the physical battle one-on-one. And then and it would be interesting if they feel this way still. But I know Mike Pettin has said on the record, you know, it's a passing league. you got to stop the pass in the NFL first and foremost. Now, you know, that's one thing to say that, and Pettin's had a lot of success doing that. But now you're coming off a game where, where you got run all over in the NFC Championship. Ooh, we'll see if the doctrine gets adjusted at all. But I think there's a lot to like overall because we're talking ultimately about a defense that's aggressive and that asks its guys to win one-on-one, and we're going to put you in positions to be one-on-one. We've got corners who can do that on the coverage side of it. And I, I imagine they feel that they've got enough along the D-line, especially you know Kenny Clark's a big piece of that equation. If, if, if he's in there, I would think they'd feel mostly comfortable with what they have along the D-line. And, of course, if you count the Smith brothers as part of the D-line, then that's, that's certainly a very good front. Uh, I look at this team and I think to myself, defensively, they're going to be able to rush the passer. Secondary-wise, they're pretty good. I, I don't know if I'd consider them top three, but I think with the, the guys they have, if they even get a little bit better at giving up the big play, they're going to be a really solid secondary. It's the middle linebacking core with Kirksey and company that I have a question about. Kirksey's got to stay healthy. And beyond that, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to have. So how much, if they're going to rely on the guys up front, how much support do you believe the middle of this defense is actually going to give both the secondary and the line? Well, it's a great question. A lot of that falls on Christian Kirksey and can he stay healthy. And his inability to do that recently with the Browns is probably the reason that he's here in Green Bay. I'll say this, if Kirksey's healthy, stylistically and athletically, which is a big deal in this scheme, he's an upgrade over Blake Martinez. He fits what they're trying to do here in Green Bay. He can run really well. Uh, They have some options for putting him in man coverage on the running back at times, which means they might get into some disguises that they haven't done before because they really haven't had a a linebacker that you'd want to have in man-to-man too often on a running back or on anybody for that matter. So Kirk's is a big piece for them. You still need to get a second one in there, though, Bill, because Patton has not had a lot of options at this position, and therefore he's wound up playing a lot of dime instead of nickel. So instead of two linebackers on the field, you only have one, and then you bring in a third safety. And just looking at their depth chart, I, and I don't know what they feel about Oren Burks right now. He's a third-round pick in 2018. 
he has not carved out a consistent full-time role yet. He's had some injuries, of course, though. I, so I don't know how they feel about that right there, but my guess would be they're, they're lined up to play more dime again this year with either Raven Green or, or Will Redmond coming off the bench, which in that case now we're talking about the safeties and Adrian Amos and Savage. They're almost the answer to the question you asked about the middle of the defense. They're a huge part of the equation now. The rest of the division, I, I look at the Vikings to be the team to beat. The Vikings have lost a few pieces, gained a few pieces. What do you see with the with the Vikings? You know, on first glance, my initial reaction was, oh, it's a rebuilding year for the Vikings. Can't can't believe they invested in Cousins and signed Zimmer again long-term. They're really doubling down on what they have, but they're rebuilding. But then I looked at it closer, and, you know, the guys that are gone, it's mostly their secondary and it's mostly their cornerbacking core, which really wasn't a great unit last year. Xavier Rhodes was, was no longer worthy, worthy of a starting job. Trey Waynes was right on that edge of is he worth a second contract or not, and the fact that you're really debating it pretty much usually tells you he's probably not worth it. So they've replaced guys that were replaceable already. The only guy that they lost that I thought that's going to really damage them, they're going to be a different defense now, was Everson Griffin. And they more than compensated for that. He's a different style of player, but bringing in Yannick and Gakwe, and Gakwe and Daniil Hunter, that, that is a bookend tandem of length, long striding athleticism, long arms, long stride, long bodies in a good way. So they have a phenomenal bookend pass rush now, which will do a lot to help those corners. So I'm optimistic on I'm more optimistic on Minnesota than I was. I'm probably more on your side of that, Bill. I was going to say, tell me about that defense because that defense has eroded a little bit, although they have picked up the pass rush. But do you think they're still as strong in the secondary? Do you think they're still as strong in the linebacking core? Well, linebacking core, yes, absolutely. Eric Kendricks was first-team All-Pro last year. I know I, I voted him, and it was a great one because I didn't have to really review many linebackers. He was an easy choice for first-team All-Pro. And Anthony Barr really fits what they want to do. And having those two guys, and Kendricks especially, you almost can't stress enough what, what a good player he's become. And in coverage, there's no stat that reflects balls that could have been thrown that a linebacker prohibits you from throwing. But Kendricks is right up there in that category. He has a great sense for his zone drops and pattern matching out of the zone drops if need be. So think of it this way. When you have a linebacker that can do that, plus you've got a safety, a couple of safeties like Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. Yeah, they're playing rookie corners at some point, most likely in Minnesota this year. And, Mike Zimmer historically has really avoided playing rookie cornerbacks, but those corners are going to be asked to defend less than most corners would just because the guys around them can defend so much more. So I'm, I, I like the Vikings defense still because their best players, with, with the exception of Griffin, who we already said has been adequately replaced, all of their five or six best players are back. Talking with Andy Benoit of uh, Sports Illustrated, the NFL analyst, joining us. So tell me the other flying ointment out of the NFC North. Will it be the Bears? Will it be the Lions? Well, first you tell me, is a flying ointment a good thing or a bad thing in this discussion? <laughs> I have not heard the phrase, to be well, honest with you. Well, if you would be uh, a bad thing, you would be somebody that would take enough wins away, say, from the Green Bay Packers or in the division, that uh, it would make the division very competitive. I don't think the Bears or the Lions are poised to win the division, but they may make a difference as to who does by either beating the Vikings or beating yeah. the Packers. 
I got that's a great point. You know, I'm I'm pretty bullish on the the Detroit Lions this year. I and I probably get a little bit intoxicated by you, you watch so much film that when you see teams that have a clear identity and then they bring in players that really fit the identity, I I love that. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. I think that's the best way to build a team and Detroit has committed to that and, and done that. Now they've got spots where they have found they need to get better players. You can have the right style of player, but if the guy's not very good, it doesn't matter. So they've upgraded in certain spots that are important to them. They're a man-to-man defense with kind of uh, a methodical t- tactician-based passer. So let's put it that way. They don't, they don't need a Yannick and Gawkway in their scheme. They need a guy with good hands who understands a group pass rush and how to set up blockers to help get other guys a lane as a pass rusher. And I think they did a, a pretty good job of addressing that. Jamie Collins should be an upgrade for them there. So if that defense gets gets better and if that secondary stabilizes, which an, an improved pass rush will help that cause, you know, this team built last year, they, they really were about a 7-9, and 8-8 eight eight caliber team. They just didn't know how to finish and close games. And uh, my guess, I don't know if there's any way to ever measure this. My guess is that's not something that carries over the next year. It's just one of those things. But Matthew Stafford, healthy for a full season. He clearly fits Daryl Bevel's offense in Detroit. I think the defense can be 20, 25% better than it was a year ago. I could see the Lions being, being trouble for some teams in the NFC North. Andy, great stuff. Appreciate it. Next time we talk, hopefully we're still talking about games on the field and not teams that are missing games, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat soon, man. I appreciate it, as always. All right. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Andy Benoit, NFL analyst for Sports Illustrated, appearing courtesy of betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. You can find him on Twitter at Andy underscore Benoit, B-E-N-O-I-T, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.